Welcome everyone to the Stupid Sexy Podcast, where we review every Simpsons ever. I am your host, Chris O'Mealy, joined alongside my colleague, Dan Peck. Excuse me? Seriously? Please and thank you? And Dan, we're going to talk about the Odyssey. But not just any Odyssey. Homer's Odyssey. That would be the Odyssey. But we're not talking about the, the cl- Iliad and the Odyssey? <laughs> no. Written by Homer. No. We're talking about Homer Simpson going on an Odyssey. So, this is the third episode of The Simpsons, but the first script to be completed. And it does a lot of character introductions, because, as you recall from previous episodes, Some Enchanted Evening was supposed to go on first, Bart the Genius was scheduled second, and this one was scheduled to be third. So, of course, once again, no Santa's Little Helper, because of the out-of-order placement. But it still end up being third. Indeed. So, of course, we got to discuss very quickly what happens in the intro. We have mm-hmm. the chalkboard gag, the simple, I will not skateboard in the halls. It's pretty much a Bart character trait, right, Dan? You know, he's the skateboarder. Yeah. He's on a skateboard. He's cool. I mean, that's how he exits the school. He's on a skateboard. That was what all the cool kids did. Like that Tony Hawk guy. Tony Hawk? <laughs> the only guy who's recognized... As looking like Tony Hawk without people actually acknowledging that he is Tony Hawk. No, that's like how uh, fans people go to go to lookalike contests and get third prize. Yep, like Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, Charlie Chaplin famously lost the Charlie Chaplin lookalike contest. My favorite Tony Hawk meme was the one where he's like, they're checking his passport and they're like, "Oh, Tony Hawk, like the skater?" He's like, "Yup." That's pretty cool. I wonder what he's doing these days. And he just goes, this? <laughs> he's trying to get on a plane. <laughs> just trying to get on a plane. Uh, the couch gag. Family all sits on the couch. The couch can't contain their weight, and it just falls apart and leaves them on the floor. We'll analyze every couch gag and every episode, in, except for the ones where they repeat, in which case I'm going to be like, hey, it's this one again. Once we uh, figure out where the first I'm repeat surprised they didn't is. run out of ideas like... Almost immediately. No, I'm actually surprised too. In fact, some of the best couch gags actually happened in the HD era. Dang. Like the really good couch gags come way later. When Stay they're tuned like... for those episodes in the year 2027. <laughs> well, hopefully we can try to get these out a little bit faster than we have been. But no promises because we do live busy lives. So... This is Homer's Odyssey. It starts off, simply enough, with the kids going on a field trip. They're all gathered outside the school. Mrs. Krabappel's rounding them up, and Otto almost runs them over as he pulls onto the sidewalk. My favorite is his interaction with Bart. He's like, hey, Otto, any new tattoos? He's like, oh, yeah, I woke up with this one today. And the dude's driving the bus. That's the scariest part about it. Almost runs over the kids. Doesn't know how he got a new tattoo. They're called fingers, but I've never seen him sing before. <laughs> I think my favorite is when Bart, 
when he's Bart's like, can I get a tattoo? He's like, not till you're 14, little dude. As we already know from the Christmas episode, Bart has a tattoo. So. So, yeah, we're on the bus. We're going into the, uh, <clears throat> going to the Springfield nuclear power plant. And but first he does a complete lap around town and passes the school again. Yes. It's no idea. It's a shortcut, Mrs. Krabappel. So, of course, Bart is forced to sit next to Wendell, who That's throws up he on... didn't get in the freaking bus. Yeah. Yes. It's the only seat left. And Wendell, Wendell throws up on every trip. Of course, Otto's taking the shortcut, which makes the ride longer, which makes it more likely Wendell's going to throw up. And when he starts getting queasy, Bart tries to signal his teacher, and Kravapal's like, Bart, if you do one more outburst, I'm going to make you sing to in front of the whole bus. Can I get to choose a song? No! me. <laughs> John Henry was a steel-driving man. And who's sitting behind Bart but Sherry and Terry? Those little shits. They're like, we're going to make you sing, Bart Simpson. And uh, all they got to do is make him outburst, right? So they each kiss him on the cheek. He screams, and that's it. Time to sing. Why can't you be... He... <laughs> Why can't you be more like Sherry and Terry? They're the perfect students. Us, Mrs. Krabappel? A little. Uh, I know, they're such a little... They, like, Martin improves as seasons go on, but I don't really think Sherry and Terry ever really evolve past being... Well, he helps them form a mighty faggot at some point. <laughs> that is true. We will get to that at some point. In 2022. Best part is that Bart's actually into the song. Like, yeah, like, he like embraces it eventually. And... You're going to be forced to sing. You might as well just go with it. Hey! Do you also notice that uh, every time they drove past somewhere, everybody's waving to the bus, including all the prisoners? Because their last yep. field trip was to the prison, and I guess they let a bunch of prisoners out. So, of course, they're happy to see them. The toxic waste dump. Our school again. Yep, they finally make it to the right location, and Bart's so proud of Wendell that he gives him a nice slap on the back. Hey, Wendell, buddy, you made it! And he throws up. He throws up. (laughs) And I like the kids are all evacuating out the windows and, like, using the emergency exit. So. It's time to learn about nuclear fission and who's giving the tour. Waylon Smithers. Now, Dan, what did you notice about Smithers in this episode? Uh, He is a black man. He is. When else do we see Smithers as a black man, Dan? Does it ever happen again? I'm going to have to go with a no. So, the this is my favorite trivia about this episode. <clears throat> because the next time you see him, he's got yellow complexion. And they were just like, yeah. They realized this when they realized that he was going to basically be a manservant character to Mr. Burns. And they're like, that's probably a bad idea. So they made him a white guy. A yellow guy. Ironically enough, Lou the policeman, which will appear in the next episode, actually appears Caucasian in his first appearance and turns black afterwards. It was purple for a little bit. Oh yeah, there's there, there's some weird colorization in some of these early episodes. I think that's uh that's definitely part of so it. So did you ever do a uh field trip to the uh nuclear power plant? 
We didn't have a nuclear power plant to take a field trip to. Well, I did in third grade. Did you really? Yep. <laughs> That's pretty interesting, actually. <laughs> and they, they started out with, like, this is what, like, the important stuff looks like. This is our training room <laughs> for anything bad that could happen. We could train people how to take care of it and stuff. So, nice. Like, oh, cool. So, it's, like, you're a way of seeing, like, the main control center without seeing the main control center. Well, we don't get to see too much of the tour that they go on. Because all we really get to see is the... Uh... The, the old film with Smiling Joe Fission, who, despite the fact that it's a quirky animated f- film, this is another cool trivia thing, uh, the explanation is actually accurate. <laughs> I mean, it is an elementary explanation, like you would see on a field trip, but it's an actual... You know, essentially, ac- you, get, you get the rods hot as possible, and then you cool them down, and you harness that energy. Exactly. Also, uh, <laughs> you sweep all the nuclear waste under the rug. Literally. Mm-hmm. Which, like, even before this, we see Blinky, right? Like, as soon as they're there, you see... They, yeah, because Smithers is like, hey, look, this is where our water rejoins the rest of nature, and there's the three-eyed fish. I also like how uh, when Smithers is ready to take them on the tour, all the uh, the big-ass warning signs pop up. Like, there, it's like danger, extremely danger, and then enjoy your visit. Just enjoy your visit. And yep, and there's Blinky. So they're going through, and Homer's eating a donut, and he's like, oh yeah, my son should be here soon. I gotta get where the action is. With his little little golf cart. And uh, they're on the uh, they're on one of the balconies going overhead, and Bart's like, there's my dad. Yo, Homer! Hey, boy! And then Homer crashes into a pipe. Let's lose a bunch and of steam. Sherry and Terry's father, who they previously said, oh, yeah, our dad works there. And he says, your dad's a piece of shit. <laughs> and so their father fires. Fires Homer, Homer in front of gross his... negligence. <laughs> your dad's incompetent. What does that mean? It means he'd rather sit on his butt and stuff his face with donuts and do his job. Oh, OK. I thought you were putting him down. Yeah, uh, I feel so bad for Homer here because technically Bart is the reason he gets fired. Because if he actually didn't look up and see Bart, he probably wouldn't have crashed. Uh, that's kind of a shame, but well, then he wouldn't have seen his son. No, but yeah, sadly, uh, sadly Homer has lost his job. So. Next morning, it's breakfast time, and everybody's trying to give him all his words of encouragement. Lisa even makes him a sandwich. It's even got mustard on it. But Homer's you just a like... Job for a technical supervisor. Oh, not a technical supervisor. Well, I was a supervising technician. <laughs> and uh, he gets a lot of doors slammed in his face, including... His own home door. Don't give up, Dad. <laughs> yeah, then he opens the door. Don't give up, Dad. Don't give up, Dad. So now he's at Moe's, nursing a beer to relieve his stress. And we get the very first Bart prank call to Moe's Tavern. Initials uh, IP, last name Freely. 
Hold on, I'll check. IP freely? Hey, everyone, IP freely. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you little punk. <laughs> You'll get that guy someday, someday <laughs> man. Ah, uh, he keeps changing his name. <laughs> oh, the shutter doors. I, I, I love the thing about that, like, it's the first time they've done it. It's the first time they were going to do it. Yet, we'll say, hey, it's been an issue for several years. Yeah. Did you notice the shutter doors were back? Instead of the main exit, it's the shutter doors to that back room. So Moses yeah. is actually backwards for the for the first season in a way. So uh, Homer goes to have another beer, but he's out of money. And Mo won't run a tab because he won't think Homer will ever get a job again. Oh, but don't worry, we're still friends. I just think you're a loser. And uh, Marge says, you know what, Homer? I can always get my old job back and help support the family while you're looking. And she goes back to being a roller skating waitress. Yeah, to drive in. <laughs> One of those, uh, like, a, like a Sonic type place. The old style 50s waitresses. <laughs> and of course mm-hmm. it's Otto. Hey mama, where's my fries? Now, I want to point this out because this doesn't happen often. But you notice uh, Homer's actually on the... Uh, it would be the right side as you're looking at it, but the left side of the bed, technically. And Marge is on the right, which is uh, normally it's the other way. Homer's on the other side. There's a couple episodes, even new episodes, like I know it happens in the Stonecutter episode, where they switch sides in bed. And I don't know if that's just forgetfulness on the animators or what it is, but they just... Uh, that is a, a thing that happens consi- rarely, but enough to point it out, so... I mean, we never switch sides in our in our bed. I'm always on the one side of the bed. Shannon's always on the other, and we've never switched sides. Never Stay ever. Because that's our side. Yeah, I always I'm always closest to the door, and she's closest to the fan. That's how it works. So yeah, Homer. Homer sunk. And we get to a very dark, depressing moment in The Simpsons as he rips off his dumb things I gotta do today memo pad and writes a suicide note. Oh, and there's a upcoming part they would never find an episode today. Nope. Yeah, so, uh... So how's Homer gonna kill himself? With a large boulder tied around his waist. Although I do enjoy the fact that even in this darkest moment, he still oils the squeaky gate on the on the fence. So he gets the biggest boulder he could, ties it around him, and this and proceeds to walk like miles to the bridge. Yeah, could have just driven there, but and I mean, like, or you know, hope to get a rock there as. There is a precise rock right there. Uh, but as the thing that happens that that would not fly today is there's the old couple. And they oh go, oh, it looks God. like Simpson's going to go kill himself. And then they laugh. Ugh. Yeah, so trivia time. This was supposed to become a running gag until they realized that this would be awful. And they that quickly he was dropped try, it. Like every, like every, no, they, the, every season, he was going to try and kill himself. No, that the elderly couple was just going to constantly rip on Homer and with really off kilter comments, and they're just like, <laughs> "No, no, let's not do He's this." Gonna go, Simpson's going to kill himself. Ah, <laughs> uh, so terrible, so terrible. I'm very glad 
this did not ever follow through. I think that would have been awful. Good news is the elderly couple were so minor they didn't even get names. They're just old people. So I like to just think that they just died. And that's why we never saw them. That's why we never saw them again. And Homer lived. So yeah, Homer's making his way there. It's long enough that the freaking family wakes up, finds the note, all get in the car and drive there and get there 10 seconds after he does. Yeah, exactly. Because he should have, because he should have just driven. But he was depressed. I mean, he tried to steal his own son's piggy bank just for to get money for a beer and didn't even have enough. It's a, it, you know, it's basically... Wait a minute, let me count to make sure. Yeah, not even close. Yeah, it's, it's rock bottom. That's what it is. So... Also, he almost gets hit by a car and doesn't seem to care. Yeah. Like, he's just like, oh, watch it, buddy. Like, you're already going to kill yourself. <laughs> so they get there, and then a car comes back out of nowhere, and his family's going to hit by the car. So he runs and pushes them out of the way. Yeah. It's actually pretty impressive considering he's hauling a boulder. Yeah. Get that old adrenaline. That's Did the thing about, like, as dumb and and everything Homer is, you know 100% he loves his family. And he does everything he can for them. That's why I like Homer more than Peter Griffin. Because... seems like Peter Griffin's more committed to the bit than he is his yeah, family. Yeah, exactly. That's why I like Homer more than Peter. And I will... If we ever do a Family Guy podcast, I will 100% make that point. That... I'll do the first three seasons with you. Yeah, and then, yeah, I probably it's probably as far as I'm going to want to go anyway because <laughs> they, they Family Guy gets really awful. Not that the Simpsons the Simpsons doesn't get awful; it just gets eh. It, which I'm not sure if that's actually worse because. <laughs> At least with Family Guy, when you get those bad episodes, you can have content because you can rip on it. Some some of the later Simpsons, you're just like, why are they even bothering? But fortunately, a- as we record this, it is uh, almost the end of February 2020 as we record this. And supposedly, we are getting an actual end to the series sooner rather than later. So we'll, well see. Well, they had the big contract dispute a couple years ago. Yeah, they did. They probably don't want where nearly half the cast left. Yeah. Uh, Plus, some of their regulars have died. Marsha Wallace has passed away. Now, Rusty Taylor's gone. So they're retiring characters. I mean, Phil Hartman alone was a loss. That was a huge thing in the um, in the nineties because they were using voice actors that were doing Rocky and Bullwinkle and stuff back then. Right. And, like, they're in the 80s and the 90s, and they're having these 80-year-old people come in and do, <laughs> and still doing shows. It's a big upheaval in the late 90s and early 2000s with voice actors. Well, like, that, that DuckTales remastered brought back the original cast, and it was, what, Alan Young and June Foray, who've both passed on, but they were both in their 90s, and they still yeah, came June, back Yeah, June Foray was, was Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> and Granny in the original Bugs Bunny cartoons. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. In fact, she's going she, uh, to guest star on this show at the end of the season. We're going to talk about yeah. it. Uh, that was the thing, like, uh, when they revived the Jetsons, when this one voice actor talked about it, they revived the Jetsons for a little bit, like, in the 90s, and it did a couple seasons, and there was a guy, he played Judy's boyfriend in a couple episodes, and he was there with the cast from the 60s, 
and he's talking like they're in there with oxygen tanks and stuff and here i am like 25 years old going <laughs> oh my god they're all gonna die <laughs> yeah that's one of those problems of getting some of these uh these voice actors to just keep on going all this time but, but that's now like... they have enough great people that they can mix things up now you don't have to have the same three people doing every voice exactly there's Voice so, video games really, ex- really, really expanded that. They did, yeah. And there's so uh, many great voice actors now. But uh, did you notice that when Homer got to the bridge, he sighed because there was already a boulder there? Yes, there was, <laughs> there was a perfect boulder there. <laughs> perfect boulder. He's just like, aw. Now, one thing I got to address, Marge's reaction is very lackluster. It's also animated like shit, but I'm going to let that go because it's season one. But she has the most lackluster reaction to the fact that her husband is literally about to off himself. I mean, if I my significant other was going to do that, I would be beside myself. I would probably be literally hysterically crying. Mm, you don't have the kids just to at shame the thought. First. Yeah. <laughs> Which is basically just, don't do it, Dad. How could you, Dad? Very... I get it's a comedy show. And this is already pretty dark. But, I don't know. I'm not feeling this lackluster thing. That that kind of made me mad at Marge. And I already think Marge is the weakest character among the core family. So, this didn't curve her any favors. But it doesn't matter, because now that Homer realizes how dangerous this intersection is... There ought to be a stop sign here. So, he's going to live so he can put a stop sign at 12th and D Street. Mm-hmm. That's the whole reason Homer is going to live. And so now we learn, we now we get uh, small town politics in a nutshell in the next season, in the next uh, scene. <laughs> yeah. All in favor? Motion granted. Wow, I did it. <laughs> it was like literally like, hey, sir, just say the thing. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't need the speech. Because we're talking about local politics, like where I grew up, we didn't even have a mayor. We had a county representative, and it was the guy that owned the barber shop. <laughs> Dude, so, I legitimately... If you need anything done, get your hair cut and talk to the freaking quote-unquote mayor. <laughs> so I, uh, <laughs> I met the mayor of my hometown one time because when I was an Eagle Scout... Oh yeah, Eagle Scout had, stuff. Yeah, to like all salute our Eagle Scouts. Yeah, to like oh, when I was it was one of, it was one of the last achievements actually. I had to like go meet the the like I had to like att- attend a town meeting because it was part of mm-hmm. like the political like the political science. I don't remember if it was a political science badge or like a community service badge or something like that. I got both of them, so it was just like oh hey go do this and. I was like, the guy's like, hey, I'm the mayor of Vernon. And I'm like, cool. I literally never knew we had one. I mean, obviously we do because we're a town. But. And then I saw a town meeting and it was very like the ones on The Simpsons. Core people show up like small business owners and stuff like that are the main people that are there that are staging what happens in the town. Uh, Old people have nothing better to do. They read minutes, they carry a couple of motions, a couple people speak, and then they disband, and there's refreshments. It's really... Everybody's, everybody wants to get out of there because they have a business to run in the morning. Exactly. I think it I've was... Gotta, I've got to open the convenience store at 5 in the morning tomorrow. I ain't got time for you to be 
ex- espousing all a bunch of crap when you want a freaking stop sign. <laughs> I'm, in fact, I'm actually pretty sure it was like a Thursday night too. It was, yeah. it was a weeknight. So, I mean, the mayor doesn't care because he's he's at work anyway. So, if you want your gas on your morning commute, yeah, you need to get me out of here. <laughs> well, Homer's got a mission now, and that's safety. So we see a montage of newspaper headlines as Homer Classic style. Oh yeah. Enough already, Homer Simpson. Dip. Sign ahead. And uh he gets he he's in that park that's just full of signs. And they're like, Well what's the matter, Homer? Well there's only I I still have to do more. So now it's time to take on the nuclear power plant. And that's exactly what happens. He stages a protest about the lack of safety at the power plant in front of a very infamous frame. If you freeze frame when it pans over the crowd, the uh, the I mean, there's a skeleton. There's a happy little elf. There's a guy that's literally the size of three guys. There's people that are obviously fake and don't look like humans. It's a very infamous frame. Just pause it real quick right before Smithers comes out to call him up to Burns's office. Because Burns is like, we got to do something about this Smithers. Bring him up here. He's like, hello, Homer. I'm going to give you a job. He's like, oh, okay. You're going to be our... Tell her way to fuck off. Yeah. (laughs) The best is, is he accepts the job. And when Burns tells him, you got to tell everybody that the plan is safe and he won't do it. And he sort of talks him into keeping the job anyway. He's just like, huh, you're not as dumb as you look or sound or smell. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've got the not job. Not to be a technical supervisor or a supervising technician or whatever. I want you to be head of safety. This is uh, this is it, guys. This is Homer's. Homer goes to Sector 7G, and he's been there ever since. In the And only the third episode of the series... Homer gets his famous job. And, of course, he goes out to give his passion speech. You know, I'm going to go away for a while, but there's a little Homer Simpson in all of us. And then, as the ultimate sign of safety, falls off the balcony. (laughs) But, uh, you know what? I give those people a lot of credit for catching that much weight falling from that much height. Yeah. Because, my God, that's got to be a nightmare. All right. Trivia time. First time we hear Mr. Burns say the word, excellent. Excellent. Now, this is technically not Mr. Burns' first appearance or his office. And, of course, you can tell his season one office is nothing like the frickin', like, parlor that he's in for the remaining episodes. It's actually a pretty humble little office. But uh, since this is technically the first time we're supposed to see Mr. Burns... That's why you get that ominous music to let you know he's he's not a good guy. I mean, he's the main villain in the arcade game that came out when this was when season one was the only real source material we had. So it's all they had to yeah. work with. First time character appearances already mentioned Smithers, uh, Chief Clancy Wiggum, although we don't really have a lot more to go off of here. Sherry and Terry, Wendell and Otto, all on the bus. Jasper. Although he's just a background character. But he's there. He's at the town meeting. Where Homer gets the sign passed. He's just a background character, but he pops off more. Did you know that Otto is actually designed to look like one of the Simpsons writers? Wallace Waladarski. 
Hopefully I said that right. Walidarski. Otto is actually designed to look like him. Oh, really? Yep. First time we get Duff Beer. First time we get Blinky the Fish. The Fish Fish. Yes. <laughs> a fish, a fish, a fishy, a who. So, yes, that's... uh. It's basically Homer's Odyssey in a nutshell. Uh, some terrible jokes that thankfully never came to fruition. Uh, but other than that, a weaker episode than the first two that we've seen. Uh, one of the bottom ones for the season in general. But It's a bit slow going. He doesn't get to the sign phase until like the last ten minutes. That's so more than half the you look at If you look at the timestamp, there's like five minutes remaining in the episode. It's just like, I'm going to go take on the power plant. And I mean, I just, guess that's why it, that stuff gets montaged with newspaper headlines, right? Well, we'd be here forever. There. Yeah. So the next episode will be There's No Disgrace Like Home. That's the next episode coming up here on the Stupid Sexy Podcast, where we're going to review every Simpsons ever. Until we die. Pretty much, yeah. We... We might die before we get to the end of this crap, but we'll see about putting them out a little bit, uh, a little bit well, faster. We're going. We're gonna get through two seasons a year. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta. We will try to pick this up a little bit. Um, just a reminder: you can subscribe to CKCC Radio and hear more great content on the Facebook, on the Twitter, and of course, right on Podbean. And if you're on Podbean, you'll get all those email notifications and everything else. There's uh, lots of other great content to check out for you wrestling fans. There's Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk. Myself, Dan, and uh, guests right now, as Glenn is currently on hiatus, reviewing wrestling every single week. Jeff Trelowitz with the Real Paranormal Talk podcast. Jeff's real-life experiences as a paranormal investigator. Lots of stories and fun stuff there. Jay Bunny's Music Hub. We're going through the whole backlog, so you can listen to all the episodes of Jason Shin interviewing various talents in the music industry. And the first Monday of every single month, you get the Motivational Moves podcast with Adrian Cotton to get you ready for the month and get you motivated to do whatever you need to do. That's like next Monday. I know. It's almost time. It's like this this next Monday. Oh my goodness. So yes, uh, so Smithers turns white. Good idea. We dropped the uh, the elderly couple. Really good idea. And we get a lot of firsts in establishment here with uh, Homer becoming the safety inspector and lots of episodes about how he's not that good at his job. In fact, we should keep a tally of how many times he gets fired from the nuclear power plant as we do this show. Well, we're at one. We're at one. <laughs> Homer's, Homer's fire tally. Indeed. And that wraps up this episode of Stupid Sexy Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye.